0: Welcome back to another episode of the At Your Convenience podcast. I am Brett Dworski, CSP Magazine's CBD editor, and we're live from an undisclosed location in Charlotte, North Carolina, at our second CBD and cannabis conference, where we're with convenience store retailers and CBD manufacturers talking about this budding product, and I'm here with Leo Vercoloni, CEO of Verk Enterprises, a convenience store chain up in the Boston area. We're going to talk about the CBD that he sells. So, Leo, how are you doing today?
1: Good, man. Good to see you again, and uh, great to be coming. Uh, we met in Denver, talked a little bit out there, now we're in Charlotte at the second conference, so enjoying it. Lots lots happened since then.
0: A lot has happened. So, last time we talked and you were on the pod about six months ago, uh, the industry is, has really taken... A lot of steps since then. Uh, you mentioned that you guys started selling CBD in early 2019 in gummy form, tincture form. Uh, how's it all going? Can you give us an update of how things have been in the past six months?
1: Sure. So we actually started playing with this product about two years ago, uh, but really decided to get dedicated to it at about the first of the year. And when we talked in uh, Denver, we were still figuring out some things, but since then, um, we had a wonderful summer with it. We are now selling. Uh, as much CBD as gum and mints in a, on a month-to-month basis. Uh, obviously, CBD is a much higher ring, so uh, it, it's that helps to it, but uh, it's, it's a product that our customer is kind of gravitating towards.
0: Are customers gravitating this in the way they would to gum, as it's very impulse, or are these planned purchases you're seeing?
1: Yeah, so our customers have a lot of questions, as most customers do, and uh, we're really learning that we have partnered with a few different companies to assist us in the training and the development of our store-level personnel to help assist them in, and we've kind of adjusted our mix of what companies to bring in. I think it's very important when you look at the CBD category that uh, you deal with suppliers that are transparent, that uh, do multiple testing um, certified, And, and I've found that those companies that are presently in the medical marijuana field... Uh, do a wonderful job in uh, making sure that we have a legitimate, tested, certified product.
0: So what is your process like with these suppliers in ensuring that the products are tested? What's your communication like with them when you're trying to find new suppliers? Uh, how, how deep into their history do you really dive in, in terms of your due diligence?
1: Yeah, so we, we, we dive to pretty deeply into it. We really want to know who the players are and, and what their background is. And like I said, those that are in medical marijuana, they're already highly regulated by the states in which they operate, and for them to do anything uh, improper or illegal with the CBD portion puts them at risk for their for their CB, for their uh, THC compound. And and uh, because they're sister plants, there's a lot of parallels between them. Uh, we've uh, basically learned a lot from a company out of Vermont uh, called Cirrus C E R E S, and we've been using them to assist us uh, in uh, all the training and education. Uh, they supply 60% of the medical marijuana in Vermont and have three individual CBD stores. And we've been taking advantage of that, of that. their resources to train and educate our people.
0: A lot of retailers have told me that they stick to one supplier because it's very seamless and easy to, to kind of track. And once they know that supplier's history, that it's, you know, they don't have to dig much further beyond that. How many suppliers do you use? Or is it, you know, use a lot, use a little...
1: So, you know, we're a 32-store chain, so we are experimenting with different suppliers. So all of our stores are not the exact cookie-cutter approach. But we are probably dealing with about four or five suppliers right now of product, and we're testing of which ones we like and how they market and how the customers receive to it. And also, you know, our people, um, a lot of our associates who work in the company are CBD users. And we encourage them to try the different products and give their recommendation, and they're the best salespeople for the product.
0: Yeah. Speaking of salespeople, so educating store employees is one of the biggest hurdles that retailers are facing with CBD. You, you walk into a dispensary, those employees really know what they're talking about, and if C-stores are really going to become a common place to sell CBD, the employees better know better be able to talk about the products to the customers. So what's your method of teaching your employees about CBD? Uh, do you have any specific way or process of going about that and teaching them what these products are all about?
1: So we're still learning and developing because our customer, their number one preference for all of our industry was a, they went into the store is a quick service in and out. So we need to protect that. But they also have a lot of questions about the ailment, uh, their insomnia. Their, their pain point, and what is the best product that will work there. And um, again, I'm going to mention the company we're working with in Vermont that has three retail CBD stores and has allowed us to go up. So far, we've sent um, six or eight people up to their facility uh, to learn, and we're going to be sending another dozen to understand, you know, the different aspects of what it takes to sell in a CBD store retail environment. And, um, you know, and then try to, capsulize that into our individual store operations with a, with a much shorter, uh, level of communication to the consumer. Um, but our store managers, we want them highly trained. We want them to be very knowledgeable, highly sophisticated. And if customers need to be educated on a, 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 with more in-depth, uh, communication, we try to get them over to our manager to talk to them about it.
0: Yeah. Do you, you guys offer, uh, pamphlets or brochures in stores or, or sure, we do, of, you know, marketing material. Yeah, we
1: informs. do all that. And our suppliers supply, you know, will give us those things so we can get all of that directly. You know, we have a, our own internal questionnaire that we've, that all of our associates have to take and uh, they need to score at least an 80% on that internal test um, before. And then once they do, they're, in, they're uh, given a bonus and compensation, additional compensation for forget for passing that. So, And and that continues to evolve and develop. But uh, we really think that uh, this is a a great opportunity for our company and our chain and our industry. Uh, And uh, we're we're looking to be one of the early adapters of it.
0: Cool. What sort of questions are you asking on this internal test?
1: So things like, does CBD get you high? Uh, Are all CBD the same? is it, why should I use a cream versus a tincture? Uh, what does a gummy do? Um, you know, what does it have any after effects? So there's a number of different questions we ask, and uh, some of them are open-ended, or some of them are just yes and no. And, you know, what did the 2018 hemp bill do? Uh, is CBD legal? Uh, you know, it seems like a basic question, but, you know, customers have, and then our employees, you know, they have questions about it. So right. we really want to let them know that this is a a legitimate product that's fully legal that we really uh, that a lot of our customers want. And those that do, we want to be able to provide them with a high quality app, high quality product. Absolutely.
0: So speaking of is CBD legal, obviously there's a different answer for that everywhere you go to be a retailer and to sell CBD, you really have to track not only the federal regulations, but your state and local regulations. And so being in the Boston area, uh, what's your method of tracking those regulations, and who are the right people to talk to? Who do you talk to? Sure. Uh, who do you? How do you monitor what you can and can't do?
1: So I'm on the board of Nexema, which is the New England Convenience Store and Energy Marketers Association. So we're very involved with this category. So we have our lobbyists uh, working on the on it, and we're working on actually bills in Massachusetts right now to op- to get us a more favorable position with CBD sales. But it's also talking to the vendors, um, the local politicians, the boards of health. Um, and you're right. It is viewed differently. Um, you know, we have four stores where we cannot sell any edibles because of the way the boards of health are in- interpreting the um, the the law. And, and the other ones, they don't have a problem. So it, it is open, but we have some legislation presently in Massachusetts, uh, soon to be in New Hampshire, that we think is going to clear it up and we think the federal level will get clearer about it too so we're still some time away from that you know not a long time maybe months away before maybe the the landscape with the legality about the uh what you can sell and what you can't sell will become more clear
0: keeping that time frame in mind when we spoke six months ago you asked me if i thought we were in the the fifth inning or the sixth inning with this whole game what inning would you say we're in right now
1: well, Verk has uh, already completed the game, and we're in it. We're in it a thousand percent. There's no doubt about that. I, I think our industry is still tepid about it. They, they're still looking at it. So, you know, maybe in with our industry, I'd probably say they're in the fourth or fifth inning. Our industry, but I, I think like a lot of things, there's going to be certain companies that are going to go out and get fully integrated with it and think it's a way. And I can tell you from experience, you know, we were one of the first adapters of Jewel. And uh, at the end, uh, unfortunately now, our state does not allow the seal of e-cigarettes. However, up until that time, we were probably one of the top three or four chains in the country on a store, per-store outlet of jewel. And uh, when I talked to their senior manager about why worked does so well, they said, well, you know, you were an early adapter of this product, and you had a big advantage to the consumer. So we're, we're, looking, we're taking a similar approach with CBD, and we're working with some companies that we think – you know, can have the potential to be the next jewel. And, um, you know, we'll see if we can prove that out.
0: So do you think it has that potential? I mean, are we not looking at some fad? Do you think CBD is here to stay in the long run?
1: Well, a- according to those that are far more knowledgeable than I do, they think that the CBD category in the next three to four years could be $20 billion. You know, yeah. um, so it's, it's, it's many people do. I can tell you that, um, again, you know, we are selling in my chain, more CBD than gum and mints as a category. So these are repeat customers. These are customers that are using this product that are finding relief. This is a product that's plant-based. It's not a pharmaceutical, uh, chemically-based product. This is a natural product that these consumers like, and it's working for them, and uh, which is great. I mean, it, I I personally... Uh, am passionate about it because i love the idea that we can sell a product that's a health and wellness product you know that is good for our consumer and works for our consumer and and has a helping relationship with our consumer um, you know we sell other products that aren't quite in that category so this is this is a good thing for us
0: final question here before we get to our lunch because we're both hungry mm-hmm. are you a user yourself
1: yes i do i i, I have uh, i like to bike Uh, And there's a couple of pain points I have after strenuous biking, I use it. And also I've found that, uh, you know, I'll take some with a late afternoon coffee just to relax. It's it's kind of funny. I didn't realize when I was out in Denver, I went to a couple of shops that were offering CBD with the espresso drinks. And what I've found is the caffeine and the CBD works nice. You get a little bit. Of, I like I like hot coffee, and I also like the relaxation. So there's a nice sensation there. So I do it both ways. But um, you know, I've also found that uh, there are certain brands that work better than others. Yeah. I've found that you know for these ailments I've had, I've tried some because obviously in the industry I've been given product to try, and um, there's some I go back to. And and I will say that the products we're selling in my stores are the ones that working. And 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 I should I just want to add to, Brett, that yes, you know, that our industry is really focused on items that are in that ten dollar range. And and I understand that. We've been in the industry for 40 years, but we're selling items now that are $30 to $40 with this with the Cirrus brand that I'm carrying. And there's nothing wrong with that. Our consumer, you know, respects that product. Now they may have started with an, a less expensive product and they've moved up to this. And um, you know, this is I'm um, um totally confident when they buy the legitimate product from me at whatever price range, but on the higher price ranges, that they're getting a legit, legitimate, authentic, uh, highly tested, and, and results-driven product. And, um, and our consumer is not afraid to spend $50. And when you think about $50 at 45% margin, yeah. how many Snicker bars or Coca-Colas, Red Bulls do you have to sell to make that kind of profit?
0: More Snickers than I've probably ever had my whole life.
1: (laughs) Well, not me. I've eaten more (laughs) Snickers than that. But I will say eventually that hopefully might be the case. Yeah, that's
0: incredible. Well, uh, Leo, it sounds like things are going exceptionally well. This is such a hot industry, one of the hottest on the market right now. Uh, We're excited to see where this goes. And thank you, as always, for coming on the pod to talk about it.
1: Thanks, Brett. And, you know, maybe we should uh, reunite a year from now because I think uh, we'll have a much better standing of where this industry is and, and it might be that it was kind of a fad. It didn't work out. It's not the way I think it's going to be. Or it could be that this is really blossoming and that our industry is a leader. You know, I just want to add one other thing. At the session today, they talked about who are the leading sellers of this product in, with the consumer. And it's presently pharmacies are number one, um, health stores are number two, uh, smoke tobacco shops are number three, and specialty groceries four, and convenience stores five. And to me, that's a missed opportunity. If this is going to be a twenty billion dollar business, we don't want to be number five. We want to be one or two. And we should be one or two because we have the consumers that will use it. And and but I think again, I think what the what we need to understand as retailers get authentic authentic products, get products that are legitimate. Get don't start out where a consumer tries something, an inferior product, and gets turned off. And and I think that hurts our whole industry. I'd much rather go on the other end and getting you know very sophisticated, uh, you know, high level products um, that that a lot of vendors here to have, and there are a lot of vendors that do that, and and give our customer the right product, and they'll have no problem buying this from us um, as they would a, a pharmacy, a CVS or a Walgreens.
0: Right, Leo. Thanks
1: again. Okay, Brett. Thank stuff. you. Thanks.